about 10, I've been watching a lot of Mission Impossible. So, Mission Impossible, trying to explain this Ephesians 5 chapter, where the women are actually elevated and the men are quaking. You ready for this? This is fun. All right, so if that, if that is not about, if that second reading from Ephesians chapter 5, if that's not about marriage, what is it about? Did anyone pick that up? It's the very last phrase. It's about Jesus and his church. It's about Christ and his church. This is a great mystery, but I speak in reference to Christ and the church. So the hermeneutic, the way to understand this whole thing is to look at Christ and the church. And that's all St. Paul is talking about and then applies it to the sacrament of marriage and what we're called to be in the sacrament of marriage. Just an interesting side note. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Who here has been to a wedding? Yeah, a few, maybe. Maybe your own. Maybe somebody else's. Is that what happens at a wedding? This is so interesting. This is not what happens at a wedding. For some reason, it's not what happens. Who leaves the father and mother? More importantly, the father. It's the bride that's walked down the aisle. This is actually saying the groom should be the one walking down the aisle. Because he's going to cling to his wife. Cling to his wife. Never let her go from father and mother. Why? Why is he clinging and the two become one flesh? And what is the man taking care of? The man is taking care of the one flesh. The one flesh. Christ and his church are one. We make up the one mystical body of Christ. One. So, what? Why cling? Every man desires to die for something greater than himself. A real man desires to lay down his life for something greater than himself. And this is the beautiful part about womanhood. Womanhood is that. Right? So the pinnacle of creation, the pinnacle of creation is womanhood. Eve was created last. Mary, the new Eve, is the highest creature God will ever create. Is Mary. Womanhood is the pinnacle. And so what is the man called to do? Cling to the pinnacle and defend it as Christ does the church and so now we go back and we work this way backwards as the church is subordinate to Christ so wives should be subordinate to their husbands ever. husbands love your wives even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over to sanctify her cleansing her by baths of water and the word that he might present to himself a church in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish what did Christ do for the church he handed himself over not to a romantic comedy death 
a very torturous passion, death. He gave his life so that his bride could live. Out of the side of Jesus came the church, came mercy, came forgiveness. Out of Adam came Eve, out of the rib. And the new Adam, Jesus, the church, he lays down his life so that the bride could be spotless, without blemish. Men, we're not very good at taking care of ourselves some days. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. We've never taken that much time to get ready in the morning. Like, eh, this shirt doesn't smell. We'll put it on. We'll go. We're good. Right? This is hilarious. But women, this is super funny, because this is concerned about what women are concerned about. Without spot or blemish or any such thing. This is saying, die to ourselves in order that the bride may be beautiful. So then we get to this word, submission. This word, subordinate which we can get hung up on. But being one that's subordinate to a lot, subordinate to the church, to the Pope, to the magisterium, to bishop, to God's will for my life, in some sense to you all, I'm subordinate to. Servant leadership is a subordinate role, directing, but essentially directing the baptized to God. It's a subordinate role. As one being subordinate... Wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord, for the Lord is so the husband is head of his wife, as church as Christ is to the church, he himself the savior of the body. What are we to be subordinate to? This one flesh. To allow my husband to die for me, and more importantly, some days to call him out when he's not. This is a very interesting thing. As a priest, I have the ability to tell the bishop, I don't think that would be a good idea. Right? Subordinates doesn't just mean just being completely submissive. It means going towards the same goal. The mission of becoming one flesh and living that out. And so it's to, in, in some sense, empower the ability to say, hey, I need you to die for me here. I need you to die for my kids, for our kids. I need you to man up. Because every man wants to lay down his life for something higher than himself. We go back to Adam. Adam is alone. He cannot find anywhere to rest his heart in the garden. He names all of the animals and there's not one that he feels like he can have companionship with. And finally, God makes Eve, hands Eve over, and he finds, says, at last, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, you I will live for. You I will die for. And Eve's first response is being delighted in. Delighted in. Adam's blown away. 
You are wonderful. And she takes delight. And so the two become one flesh. And what God puts together, let no man divide. And so Jesus takes this natural good of marriage and makes it a sacrament because this is not the marriage, this is not what the world would say marriage to be at all. And this is what St. Paul, that's why St. Paul is writing to the Ephesians about what this is. It's a mutual submission to Christ to die to self in order to live for the other and Jesus makes that salvific because it's not easy and we need grace. Just as in priesthood, it's not easy to die to my own will, but it's necessary and we need grace to do it. So that we may be presented without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. That's how Jesus loves us. He loves us in that way. That we may be presented to him for all eternity without spot or wrinkle. The real question is, is do we allow him? It's one thing to say Jesus died for me. It's another thing to accept the reality of the Son of God dying for me. To be holy and without blemish is entirely different. To accept what he's done versus just knowing that he's done it. Personally. Going into John's Gospel... Many of Jesus' disciples were murmuring. They said, this is hard to accept it. What does Jesus just get done talking about? The bread of life discourse, chapter 6. We're done with the bread of life discourse. Or maybe we're into it next week. I don't know. But he had just got done saying, unless you gnaw on my flesh, literally, unless you gnaw on my flesh, you do not have life within you. There is nothing more nasty to a first century Jew than to say, gnaw on human flesh. Does this shock you? What if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? Which they do, eventually. It is the Spirit that gives life, or the flesh is of no avail. My words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you who do, do not believe. Jesus knew, blah, 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 blah. I have told you this. I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by my Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. This is the only instance in the entire New Testament that somebody walks away from Jesus. That the crowds leave. And Jesus, unlike before, doesn't go, no, 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 by the way, the girl is dead. She's not just sleeping. Sorry, I said sleeping. She's dead. Let's go raise her back to life. He doesn't clarify it. What he does is he turns to his disciples and say, Do you also want to leave? Jesus turns to his inmost circle of twelve. He's willing to bank yours and I's salvation, right? Because through the twelve apostles we know Catholicism as we do today. He's willing to bank the entire existence of his church on this principle, on the reality of the Eucharist. Do you want to leave also? I just got done telling you I'm going to give you my flesh for the life of the world, and you need it in order to have this life of marriage 
of priesthood, of religious life, of all the sacraments. You're going to need it. Help me to be with you. I love Simon Peter's response. Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Humanity's been searching for this eternal life forever. And Peter, as on behalf of the whole human race, essentially, first pope, says, you have the words of eternal life. I'm not blindly following you, but I don't know where else to go. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. If you are the Holy One of God, I will trust whatever you have to say. And if that's eating your flesh, then by all means, let me eat your flesh. Because I need life within me. Because or else it, without it, I'm dead. Many murmured, saying, this is hard to accept. Who can accept it? If we think... If we think of Christian life without faith, right, so without the aspect of faith, only from the perspective of our weaknesses and limitations, then we fail to see that Christ offers us everlasting life. His grace makes it possible for us to love one another and to be holy and without blemish. Decide today who you will serve, the Holy One of God, who gives us life and spirit and life, it is in serving the Lord that we taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Today we need food for the journey. It's not easy living out the sacrament of marriage. As one brother priest put it, on the day of your vows you didn't think, I'm going to pick up my cross and carry you. But it's a good thing you look good today. Because you're a beautiful cross. And I get to carry you. Perfect. And like Jesus, we learn to love our cross. Some days not so much. But we learn to love our cross. It brings us salvation. It brings us grace. Today, we take comfort in Jesus being with us in the Eucharist. To consume us. To go out and bear witness to his love. In our lives, in our marriages to our kids in all that we do.